hold for an important message. Hey, you freak Sarah Adams. I can't get to my phone right now, so just leave me a quick message. I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. Hello, Sarah. It's Maggie. I was calling my sure on your calendar. You have September 12th, 7 p.m. Texas Theater saved, marked, highlighted, because we are going to be a part of Idiot Night, Idiot's Night, Idiots Night. It's more than one idiot. In fact, there's a lot of really great idiots who are going to be performing, and we get to be a small, very fun part of that show. So just make sure that you were there, because I don't want to be a single idiot up there. I want to make sure that it's both of us idiots at Idiots Night on September 12th at 7 p.m. at Texas Theater, and it is going to be the best time. I believe it's just like donations only, no tickets. Just come show up, have fun, laugh. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be so great. This is Maggie, a single idiot, and you are Sarah, double idiots. End of message. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. All right, so this is this is always unstable for me. Um, and when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk to you today, the first thing that came to my mind is what is Maggie fixing for dinner? Because I have no idea what to cook tonight. Today I'm cooking a sheet pan, pork loin with potatoes and green beans. Just a, a pork tenderloin, potatoes, chopped up the little ones, mm-hmm. green beans, olive oil all over the dang thing, salt and pepper. Yeah. And just put it in the oven. That's yep. it. So I was expecting more of like, yeah, it is frustrating, Sarah, to know what to cook every night for dinner. Oh, no. <laughs> instead, I am met with, this is what I'm doing. And it's pork to the line and green beans and potatoes. And this is how I'm making it. I'm like, screw you. Said, you, you, said, you, said, you said, I'm going to have to ask Maggie what she's cooking for dinner tonight. And so I told you. Because I, I just don't know anymore every day you have to fix dinner every day you have to provide for your children to eat because Mm -hmm. they can't provide for themselves they're gatherers they're not hunters you know they just gather whatever you put in front of them and eat Mm -hmm. it and when they are hunting or when they are preparing meals it's a very stressful situation because my daughter has recently gotten very into making food for everyone mm-hmm. and it is usually peanut butter toast which is great and also <sighs> stressful to have yeah. someone else trying to trying to do that i don't but you I can make peanut butter toast I try peanut let, butter toast no not for dinner who eats peanut butter toast for dinner well that's MJ. the thing that's the thing is this is funny because this is what i was going to talk about in my bestie hey bestie with you for our next episodes but why, why do we put these labels 
on meals. <laughs> Why do we do that? I Why is it like, oh, it's pizza, but if it's in breakfast, we have to add an egg to it? Like, no. If you want to eat pizza for breakfast, eat pizza for breakfast. If you want cinnamon rolls for dinner, have cinnamon rolls for dinner. There's no reason. What's the reasoning behind why certain foods have to be dinner and certain foods have to be breakfast? No, that's a good point. I do, though, make homemade waffles. We do breakfast for dinner, which, again, if if we're leaning into your point of it would just be dinner, but it's fun to call it Brenner. So I make homemade waffles with bacon for dinner and everyone loves it. It's fantastic. But now I'm like, well, Maggie's, it's just dinner now. It's just, <laughs> but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want a meatloaf for breakfast. Meatloaf. I would. Oh. I would. Okay. Maggie, look, you are doing everything backwards today. And I don't know if it's because you're spicy, but I didn't expect you to come in like, I have my dinner plan. It's Thursday. I'm not scrounging for ideas. What is even dinner? Dinner is just food you eat at the end of the day. Why do you even have to have a label? Oh, I eat meatloaf for breakfast after just well, you waking know, up. You know that I love meatloaf, though. Like, you've watched me eat meatloaf. I have you, watched you eat meatloaf. You know that for my seventh birthday, I requested meatloaf for my birthday party. We went with pizza. But my request was meatloaf, to be clear. I I just, that's who I am. And and if you're going to ask me what I'm cooking for dinner, it could be anything, Sarah. It could be cereal. It could be eggs. It could be pizza. It could be sheet pan, pork loin. You know, like you don't know. You don't know. I just, I came into this because I feel like when I'm on a Thursday, a Thursday dinner week, because I had meals planned. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. Because Sunday mm-hmm. you have to cook dinner too. Like you don't get a day of the week off. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's the weekend, you still have to eat dinner. And if it was just me, a single gal, or just me and Jamie, I'd have I'd have chips and salsa for dinner. That, that was one of my favorite things to eat for dinner when I was single. Oh, so great. I just have – or maybe some back in the day, queso. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe maybe go and get some fresh tortillas from somewhere and ha- add that to the meal. That's one of my favorite dinners. Well, here I have a question for you. Uh-huh. That's one of your favorite dinners. Why can't that be what your family eats? I can't. Why? I can't. Why? Serve why? It to Walter and Annie? Because I, you know, someone's gonna walk by because our dining room is in the front and there's a big window and someone's gonna see and it's like, oh, Sarah's serving queso and salsa for to her children for dinner. Or, what type of mother does that? Quite, quite possibly, the person walks by and this woman walks by and looks in and says. <laughs> that was my favorite dinner when I was single. <laughs> Good on Sarah Adams oh, for, for sharing man. that love of chips and salsa with her family. Uh, I know, think chips and salsa is a perfectly fine dinner. Annie does love a good dip, and so does Walter. But I just, I just gotta have—I don't know if it's just ingrained—I gotta have a protein, a vegetable, and a starch. Well, let's—I mean, tortilla chips, starch. Um, there's your starch, your starchy carb, right? Uh-huh. Protein. Vegetables have protein in them. <laughs> oh, if you did queso, cheese. Cheese, cheese is heavy on protein. Okay. Okay. Then you have your salsa, fruit and vegetable. 
oh my gosh, you actually, you've made a winning point. And do you want to have, maybe have like a tzatziki or something for a little extra protein and dairy and <sighs> dill? Yeah, my kids. Like won't. you could do a dip dinner would be a great idea. Oh, I'm, I, I'm that's what I'm going to do tonight. We're going to do that tonight. We're doing dip dinner. And here's dip the thing. Dinner. I encourage everybody to do a dip dinner tonight. Going to do it. It's just going to be salsa and maybe some syrup. I don't know what's coming next, but we're doing a dip dinner. There's no forks on the table. <laughs> Use your hands to dip. Oh, man. That reminds me of our fact, Maggie. Oh, good. Are you ready for your fact? Yes, I am. The Goliath bird eater, a tarantula found in South America, has a leg span that can reach up to 11 inches, making it the largest spider in the world. That's that's some big legs. Yeah, that's 11 some, inches. That's, that's some foot. daddy long leg legs. And it's not skinny like daddy long legs. I encourage everybody to take a moment and go, uh, Google Goliath bird eater goliath bird yo it, it like auto populates mm -hmm. oh wow yeah, oh there's someone with a hand for size for scale because this looks like you're just zoomed in on a spider but in fact there's no zoom in no it's a That's just big a old tarantula tarantula is it wait did you i mean it eats birds so it's poisonous uh it's technically quote unquote not poisonous but any spider that's 11 inches has a leg span. I'm like, don't want to try, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is big. Lots of pictures of people holding them. <laughs> I guess it's because for scale. Yeah. You have to have the scale of the hand because uh, truly this would just look like a very zoomed in picture. It looks like, honey, I blew up the kids, but honey, I blew up the spider. Like right. that's what this looks like. And it's not, it's a real, it's a real. It's a real spider. Creature. In South America, yeah. did, you, did you think there would be a spider that large? I I did not. <laughs> I did not think there would be. A, I woke up today, and you know what? I did not think. <laughs> I was not thinking at all that there was a spider that had an eleven inch legs. That was not on the top of my mind at all. So I'm glad I could bring you that little little bit of information. Expand yeah. your world horizon. Yeah, I don't even know if I would be afraid of it. I think what I, like. It, it's described as puppy size. <laughs> Anything that's described as puppy size and that is not a puppy. I don't think. Oh, yeah. Sorry. What? On Google, it says one of the first questions people also ask is, is the Goliath bird eater friendly? And it says, and I quote, as far as tarantulas go, the Goliath bird eating spider is one of the least friendly. <gasps> Okay, so that so now I take it all back. That shook me. That shook me for a number of reasons because tarantulas to me, I know there are probably a lot of people out there that will think tarantulas. People have them as pets. They can't, you know. People hold them. I'm like, I don't think they're kind creatures. They look like they say, "Stay away from me." So I'm going to respect their boundaries and stay away. This Goliath bird eater now is on the spectrum of tarantulas being the least the least yeah. friendly mm -hmm. i don't want to come into contact with that no he's sending a message with those big long legs and that message is like stay leg length away from me yeah i know so maggie are you ready to react i am so we talked about the goliath bird eater spider it's 11 inches then we talked about how we should stay away because it's not a friendly tarantula but 
if this tarantula showed up in your house, mm. how would you get it out? How would you go about killing this spider? Yeah. Great question. I would get myself out of the house <laughs> and I would just let the tarantula live there. It's the tarantula's house now. Bold of it to come in. <laughs> and honestly, it deserves it. It deserves the house. It's it's theirs now. We I would just I'd pack up. I'd be like, gosh, stinks to take a loss on our home, <laughs> but it's what we have to do. <laughs> you know, that's the correct answer. That that yeah. or burn the house down. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. But I would I wouldn't want the neighbors to have to deal with all the smoke and everything, you know? Certainly. So I'd just be like, Well, sorry. I'm we're moving to uh we don't have a home or the equity to purchase a new one, but we will no longer be living here because there is a huge spider. How about you? You would just burn it down? Yeah, absolutely. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack be a celebrity the gals can think of quick. It's time for You Don't Know Jack, <laughs> where Sarah and Maggie share some facts about a celebrity named Jack and try to guess who it is. Sarah, yes, you might have heard of this Jack before, but you definitely don't know who they are. Because no one does. This Jack has gone unidentified since the late 19th century when his brutal killing spree in London's East End began. Mm -hmm. Sarah, who is this Jack? Jack the Ripper. Have we done Jack the Ripper yet? No, we haven't. But every time I look up Jacks for this game to do for you, Jack the Ripper comes up and I think about using him. And I never <laughs> do because I'm like, I don't want to talk about a serial killer. <laughs> That was my concern, too. That was my concern as well. But I thought, I'm going for it. Because <laughs> you know there's lots of other things we can talk about. Like how we know him, but we don't really know him. So they never they never found Jack the Ripper. They never no. – they just named him that. I didn't – I don't know enough about him to understand the lore. But it was – you said in the yeah. 30s in London, right? The – like late 19th century, so the 1880s, okay. I think. Okay. Um, but it was it was one of those things where there's lots of people that people think could have been Jack the Ripper, but it's okay. not been officially decided that the crimes were connected to the Jack the Ripper crimes. But they never caught the person no. they dubbed as Jack the Ripper. No, they were never like, and this person is Jack the Ripper. Possibly because Jack the Ripper is a cooler name than whoever they did catch. Stanley Mortimer. Yeah, right. They're like, oh, gosh. We can't change the headlines to Stanley Mortimer is Jack the Ripper. <laughs> like, that doesn't – it's like, no. Jack the Ripper was such a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. Tragic. Tragic. He killed lots of people. Or she. We don't know. This we don't a, know. We don't know. Could be a woman. It could yeah. be Jacqueline. Oh, maybe that's what they were like. This this is a good unisex name. Mm -hmm. Jack the Ripper. It's way more um, fun to talk about when you don't talk about what actually Jack the Ripper did. Well, that sure was fun. Thanks for playing You Don't Know Jack, brought to you by the most popular boy name in Hollywood. Hey, Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. 
In July 1518, a strange phenomenon occurred in Strasbourg, France, where hundreds of people started dancing uncontrollably for days, resulting in exhaustion and even death. It's like the first flash mob. Yes, when they couldn't stop. Uncontrollably for days. 1518? 1518. What do you think caused that? I It could be like, you know, back in the day, like way back where food wasn't sanitized. Like everyone ate gross germ-infested food. Uh-huh. It could have been poisoned and maybe something, you know, got in their brains. Oh. Maybe. I but don't know. can you imagine if you ate something and it made you dance and you couldn't stop dancing? And it's couldn't like literally stop. dance till you're dead. Yes. Isn't that a lyric? Dance, dance, dance till you're dead. <laughs> I'm sure. Off, off, off with the heads. What is that song? Isn't that the words? Or have I been singing? Dance, I... dance, dance till you're dead. Dance, dance, dance. You sound like the Bee Gees. Yeah. Dance till you're dead is a song. And here are the full lyrics. Which Wait, who, like. who sings it? Um, it's produced by JVHC and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Okay, um, I see ya. Dance, dance, dance till you're dead. Dance, dance, dance till you're dead. Then it keeps going like that. Are there more words? That's honestly the only lyrics. <laughs> I can't, I can't provide any more context for this song, except for that. Uh, Maggie, are you ready to react? I am. So we just chatted about this strange phenomenon that occurred where people were dancing uncontrollably for days. And it made me wonder, what is your favorite line dance or choreographed dance that you do Mm. in the club or at a wedding? In the club. I Here's the thing that I've realized because I've recently gone to, like this year I had at least two weddings that I went to. Mm-hmm. And it's been just enough time since I'd been to a wedding that I don't remember any of the choreographed dances. Like I don't remember any of them. They have to give me explicit direction or I will not be able to do it. So like wobble came on and I used to love to wobble back in like 2014. Or what was it? Twenty like 2012 sure. wobble. And I was yeah. like, wobble, this is the best dance. I could, I'm going to remember this dance forever. But they don't give any instruction. So then the wobble comes on and I'm like, I don't, wobble, wobble, shake it, shake it. What am I doing? What am I supposed to do? So that's, it has to be like the, like the Cupid shuffle, I feel like, gives some good instructions, doesn't it? Round, round, get around, get around. I don't know. My new dance is going to be dance till you're dead. And I'm just going to dance until I die. <laughs> That's it for this episode. Wasn't that fun? Now it's time for you to subscribe and follow. And share this episode with a friend. Maybe even your bestie. Find us everywhere online at Unstable Topics. And for more antics, visit us at The Monthly Junk. Bye. Bye. Peace.